0: Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you are listening to The Story Podcast. Today, I have a super awesome guest, Mr. Grant Bryan. Grant Bryan is an independent country music artist from Elizabethtown, PA, born and raised in Central, PA, with family ties in Tennessee. Grant has always had a passion for music, primarily country music. Growing up, he was inspired by artists such as George Strait, Keith Whitley, Garth Brooks, and Elvis Presley. After a year spent in California, Hollywood, California... Grant moved back home and fell in love with playing his guitar again. In 2018, he decided to pursue a career in music by playing every local dive bar, brewery, and vineyard that would have him. After a full year of shows, it was time to set his sights on a bigger stage. So in 2019, he created the Grant Bryan Band and began playing local venues such as the Chameleon Club, Club XL, Fat Daddies, and any venue looking for a country band. Today, Grant has played all throughout the Central PA region the beaches of maryland delaware and virginia along with a few locations within the nashville scene along in 2019 grant released his first single boy i was back then and since has followed up with an additional seven singles grant is also on track to release his full full length album this year how are you doing today good man how are you good i'm good. excited we got a lot to go over and a really good music to uh talk about so tell me where where did your music uh when did the music bug bite you as it were
1: sure man so um i mean when i was a kid the first thing i remember is just uh my dad just blast in every country album that he had whether it was from brooks and dunn to garth brooks to keith whitley um i mean if you remember back when Maybe you do stereos were like stacked, right? Right. You had your cassette deck, your CD deck. So I just remember that big CD player he had, and and we would just play country music all day long, and uh, that was really just where I found a passion for for playing. And I remember being a kid, they would buy me those little microphone setups with the little guitar you would plug in, like a little little Tykes rocking stage that thing, and uh, I would play on that. And after that, man, I just I just loved the sound of country music. I loved the stories behind it. Um, and that was really, really when I first kind of fell in love with country music.
0: So what did you do with that? When did you start picking up a guitar yourself?
1: Sure. So my very first guitar, um, my mom used to love yard sailing. So did my dad's. So we would always go yard sailing and my mom would find things and flip them. That was kind of like a side hustle she did. And I remember seeing this guitar sitting there So my dad went over and hustled him for a few bucks and he got me this guitar. You know, I took it home and I started strumming it and he tried to show me a couple chords. So I started learning to play it. Um, probably strummed on it for a few months and then my cousin came over and ended up breaking the thing of course. Uh, my cousin hank older cousin you know i heard him in there beating on it. next thing you know it, it's broken um so after that i never really had a guitar to play i would be over at friends houses or uh another cousin of mine my cousin larry he was big into the electric guitar so i would see him playing and uh, i always wanted to start playing and, and learning again and then i i kind of fell away from it but still had a love for country music and uh got into skateboarding at a later age so i didn't pick up a guitar again then till later when i was probably 24
0: what a way for a country singer to go country i know right singing and skateboarding also did. Uh-huh. Side trip to hollywood
1: i lived in hollywood for a year that wow. was uh that was so i just uh i don't know maybe when i was i was into skateboarding for a long time um kind of grew my hair out like that kind of surfer look for a while and i worked there and i got into uh kind of like wanting to do like modeling and acting. So when I worked at Hollister, they would have me stand out in front of the store and I'd get the free clothes. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm getting free stuff to stand out here and promote the brand. So I kind of got into some modeling and stuff. And my cousin and I, uh, with some girls that were from our area that were out there pursuing acting too, we moved out to California with them, Hollywood, California, right in the center of Hollywood. And uh, we lived there for about a year and and chased that acting and uh, modeling dream.
0: And uh, I'm assuming you didn't make it because you came back.
1: Yeah, so we were kind of in the middle. But, man, the people we met our first year was insane. Like, we were there for two months. And we had Thanksgiving dinner up off of Mahaland Drive uh, at one of the producers' houses of friends in the show Six Feet Under. We met a really cool guy, David Janilari. And uh, we got to have dinner with him. And then through them, man, we just networked and met so many people. So, I mean, we were at parties like our first month there with Mel Gibson's agent. Um, and just we we met people through people. One of my best best friends out there, Billy Clark, um, big in the music scene, uh, introduced us to like Christina Million and we met Lance Bass from NSYNC. We partied to his house one night, and it was just crazy the people we met, but part of me felt like I was just kind of out of my scene. So I wanted to come back and kind of regather what I was doing and who I was and what I was really chasing. Uh, and before we came back, that was when I ordered a guitar. I just ordered a cheapy on Amazon. I was like, I gotta, I want to relearn guitar. Like everybody out here is so talented. I wanna, I wanna hone in on something I love and, and bring it back with me, which I never went back. But uh, I started learning guitar as soon as I got back from Hollywood, California. And like I said, cheap little Amazon guitar, little black guitar. I still have it, and I was just playing all day long, man. just learning chords, learning songs. Um, and then I just from there ran with it.
0: And so. Uh, clearly, this is this wasn't like a full time thing for you. You wanted a, more of a part time thing. So, when did this become? I I assume you you were writing songs all throughout this time period. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was. I was always writing. Um, my senior year of high school is really I kind of fell back in love with writing. Um, my guidance counselor at the time threw me kind of headfirst into a creative writing class. I kind of I kind of fell out of. Uh, wanting to perform well in school. I was like, I wasn't into it. I, w- I was into my skating. I was just into doing what I was doing. I didn't like what was happening in school. And, uh, you know, I kind of fell away, um, from actually trying. So he was like, I'm going to throw you into this course. I think you'll like it. And I was like, Dude, writing's not for me. It's not my thing as like, I just want to skate. I want to do what I want to do. Um, so he threw me in creative writing and I ended up loving the class, acing the class, um, came out like top of the class and he just kind of Told you so. (laughs) (laughs) So that was where I fell back in love with writing, man. And then uh, I would write some poetry, read some books, things like that. Uh, And then when I picked up the guitar again, that's where it all kind of started to click.
0: And so when did you start saying, okay, this is something I can actually do and make money doing it? Um, It was something I kept dreaming about.
1: I wanted to do it. I was going to open mics. But what was funny is I would go to open mic and I was that guy that would put my name at the end of the list. And I didn't, I wanted to play so badly, but I was so nervous that I just wanted to sit there and then leave and be like, oh, there's no time for Grant. Right. So I, uh, I started doing some open mics. And uh, the one I actually decided to put my name first on the list, I got called. It was like a day later and like, hey, would you come play a gig at our bar tonight or this Friday? Sure. So I realized, hey, I'm actually putting myself out there and I'm starting to book gigs. Uh, and from there, I started booking more and more. And then at that point, <clears throat> I was doing a lot of sales and things leading up to this. So I just kind of I kind of put my business background into it and just started working and, and cold calling every bar and radio station and everybody that I could and, and decided to make it a business.
0: And how'd that go for you?
1: Pretty good, man. Um, I believe it was 2018 was when I started. 2019, I just went full force. I was like, it's now or never, you know, we're, we're not getting any younger. So I just I dove in and I would stop at bars. I would call bars, um, vineyards. Uh, radio stations, I was calling up Bob 949, uh, Nash FM, just to figure out who I can contact. You know, I was trying to network through these people, something I kind of learned in Hollywood. And, uh, I just started using my business background. And from there I started booking gigs, I think in 2019, uh, between myself and, uh, my band and Sarah Sheriff's my lead guitar. She was playing with me at the time. I think her and I played like over 200 shows that year. Uh, and it was crazy. There were weeks I was playing five shows. There were days I was doing three back to back. Um, and you know, just spreading my music. So it just, it took off and we were just playing everywhere.
0: And so you mentioned having a band, you were a solo. I was, I started
1: solo. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to get out there and, uh, make sure I could do it. And then (laughs) I remember contacting John Harris. I don't know if you know John Harris. He books a lot for like club XL. He does a lot of the booking around here. So Nancy and Newman, um, funny side story. I met Nancy and Newman when I was doing my modeling thing. I, uh, I got put into Cosmopolitan Magazine. I was nominated for uh, Bachelor of the Year for Pennsylvania. Interesting. So I was the state Pennsylvania Bachelor. So I went on to Bob94.9 to promote that magazine. And then a couple of years later, I was on doing music with them.
0: That's funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. So they um, so they gave me John, John Harris's information. And I'm like, perfect. I was like, I got the connection. John, I want to come play XL. It was like the biggest stage at the time. You know, XL. He's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Grant Bryan. Dude, I've never heard your name. He said maybe if I heard your name, I'd get you on. Spread your name more. So I was like, all right, but the whole thing was like, I don't even know who you are. I'm
0: mm-hmm. Like, okay.
1: So three months later, he called me. That's exactly how it works too. Yeah, man. It's, you got to hustle, and uh, you know, if you want people to know your name, you'll you'll figure out a way to do it.
0: Yeah. So and it's it's always it's always been said, but it's never it can never be emphasized enough. It's not about you know white can know. It's about who we you can know. It is. It is. And I mean, it's, it's,
1: a, it's a mix of both, but the who is big.
0: The who and uh, who knows about you as well. Exactly. Exactly. So, and uh, yeah, granted, you have to be talented in order to get there. For sure. But you can be the talented, the most talented person in the world. But if ain't nobody know your name. Ain't nobody hearing your music. Ain't nobody hearing your music. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no one calling about you. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, you put this band together. What was that process like? So I was at, uh, I think my wife and I. Um,
1: she was my wife at the time, but we were at, a—I think we we're at the Sam grow show at club XL or he was opening for, I think Lee Bryce or somebody. So my wife and I were there watching the show and I seen Sam grow and I'm just watching him. I'm like, dude, this dude's killing it. I was like, I'm going to be on that stage mm-hmm. because when John called me, it was to play outside before a show. So I was playing on their patio and in the big guys, they had all the lights going. They had right. the smoke, they had the stage. And I was like, I want to be on that stage. So we're watching Sam and then we're watching Lee Bryce. So I just pull out my phone. I think I was like three beers in. And uh, I was like, starting a band. I need a bass player, drummer, and a guitarist. Who's in? And then I started getting people messaging me. And uh, so I put together a band and then started promoting myself as a band. And we made it from, and we were playing. Uh, we were playing little shows at like hotels that wanted bands. That was my very first band gig. And I'm like, oh yeah, we've been playing for years. We'll come play for you so right, we had right. we had two speakers man we went and we played and uh i mean from there we ended up booking the chameleon club we played xl and then we just started moving
0: so what was it like for you when uh you know the big thing happened in 2020 and everything shut down
1: oh my gosh it was like hitting a brick wall like i was, like, I, was yeah. I felt like i was driving at 100 miles an hour and just came to a dead stop because we like i said 19 we played over 200 shows um And then I think the last show we opened up for, uh, what was the band? It was at uh, HMAC, but it it was a big name band and it was a great show. So like momentum was still going and all of a sudden we just hit that wall. So it was kind of painful um, in a way, just because I didn't know what to do. Like mentally I was going crazy. I'm like, I need to be playing shows. So I got myself some studio gear and I started writing again a little more. I just kind of dove into that.
0: So tell me a little bit how your uh, songwriting process has grown, changed, or uh, evolved since you first started.
1: For sure. Um, so, I mean, I think when you initially start writing, you kind of write about whatever you think people want to hear. Mm. Um, you're listening to what's on the radio. Well, how do I write a song that's cool about whiskey and, you know, driving my truck and whatever it is that people want to hear? Um
0: how do I hit that stereotypical country song? Exactly.
1: And I, I started realizing that wasn't the way to do it. No, um, I, I released my song Boy I Was Back Then, uh, which was my first single. And I was so nervous. I remember we finished it up. I was working with Noah Althoff at the time.
0: Oh, Noah No way. Yeah.
1: So Noah did my first single.
0: He was my first guest on the show. Really? Yeah, was Noah's, I love Noah. College friend.
1: Yeah. He's so cool, man. Such a good guitar player. So he was actually my guitar player in my first band, too. Nice. Yeah, so he was first, and then uh, he hung around for a while, Uh, and then I found Sarah, Sarah Sheriff, when he was ready to just go do production and things like that. So he produced Boy I Was Back Then, and uh, we produced it actually in a church, in like the basement of a church where he was doing recording out of. He probably told you about that in his section. And uh, so we were doing it there, recorded Boy I Was Back Then, and then we released it you know and it's your very first song so you're kind of sweating bullets and you're right, like of what is the world going to think of this and instantly like the next day, everybody's messaging me like dude i love the song i love it i relate to it and it's done well since then um but now bad habit is out and it's surpassing everything that's done in like 5 years within like 3 months um but uh with that song i literally just took my life and my experiences and i laid them out in verses and choruses And I realized that's what people want to hear. They want to hear what you've been through, things they can relate to, not just fun things to write about.
0: Yeah, no, it's always, I mean, the songs you hear on the radio were uh, expertly crafted to be on the radio. For sure. Uh, And it's so impossibly hard to write stuff for that. It's so much easier instead to look at yourself and write what you have. Absolutely. And people are going to love you way more for that. For sure. For sure. So tell me a little bit about Bad Habit. You mentioned it, it kind of skyrocketed everything. We had that for yeah. to play.
1: Yeah. So Bad Habit was a fun song, man. So that song, uh the the track for it, the instrumental, was actually a completely different song when I wrote it. And I wrote the song and we got in the studio. We created the track for it and I laid the vocals down and I got it back and I was just listening to it. And I was like, this isn't it. This isn't what this track needs. I like the song. I said, but is it this isn't it? So I sat on that that uh, instrumental probably for six seven months, and I kept thinking. I was like, "What do I want to do with this?" And I'd be driving to the the gym or put my headphones in and just listen to it. And I'd be like, "I know where I want to go now. What do I want to put to it lyrically?" So I kind of had the idea of like I was like, "Bad habits I was like this this girl or this thing this thing we have bad habits that we try to kick and just keep pulling us back in." I was like, "How do I put that into words?" Uh, so I was just sitting at home the one day. And I just started thinking about, you know, things that I was trying to quit um, and get out of my life a little in a way and uh, came up with bad habit. And it kind of plays on, a, like I said, things that normally just pull some back in or also that person, that person that might just reel you in and pull you in. And you're like, I can't hang out with this person anymore. They're just bad for me. Right. But they send you a text late at night or they give you a call late at night. and Next thing you know, you're at their house. And so I kind of compared it, you know, cliche to like bad things for you with that person. like how alcohol or what might make you feel, you know, face down on the ground the next day. Why would I call that person? So that's where Bad Habit came from.
0: So this is Bad Habit by uh, the Grant Bryan Band.
2: like that black label bottle that I can't put down just like that cloud of smoke pouring from my mouth got me driving way too fast across town to get me one more hit I need one more round that good stuff honey honey on my lips it's been a long down, but as soon as daylight breaks, I'm face down on the ground, waiting on the moonlight to light up my late night to get me one more sip, I need one more taste, that good stuff, based on honey.
0: Is the jam,
1: yeah, yeah. It was uh, my guy Tyler, man. He came up with most of that. I just I gave him like a a drop C sharp acoustic rhythm to play to, and that's just what came from it.
0: Drop C sharp, yeah. What an interesting it's like a half day, step yeah. down
1: drop D, yeah. But it it just gives it. I don't know. It sounds sounds gritty. grungy and yes, gritty yeah. and dirty, and I love that sound. It's
0: dirt really country almost. Yes,
1: man. I love I love writing in uh in the key of D, but especially drop D um especially that again drop c sharp like half step down almost i I feel like i i'll start writing songs and i'll i'll realize i keep writing in the same keys but i'm like whatever dwight yoakam did it like so can i elvis Elvis wrote in the key of e constantly
0: yeah right well yeah like all all your favorite songs from the from pop (laughs) funk jazz whatever is most likely in the key of e d uh g G. or you know any any of the open strings on the guitar that's that's probably what it is yep yep so so it's always a refreshing uh take to hear something not usual for sure c
1: sharp for sure Uh, sure. i love it you can get a really cool sound out of that
0: yeah especially did i hear a steel pedal too in there
1: yes yeah yep yep.
0: so that must have been really fun for them to try to oh yeah oh yeah
1: man tyler he just whatever you need he can he can get it done
0: that's awesome. So is that kind of the the, the style or sound you're looking for? Are you still looking for that sound?
1: I love that sound. So, I mean, everything I've been doing right now, everything's a little bit different, mm. honestly. Um, so like gunning them down kind of has a little more bluesy, rocky feel to it. Um, almost. I really don't know how to explain that one. I mean, it, it kind of has that sound. It's still a half step down, which I love writing half step down. It just brings everything a little bit lower. Um, but, yeah, I may I may kind of gear more towards that Bad Habit sound as I continue. I feel like that's kind of where I, I sit comfortably.
0: Let's see, I, I, I've always aspired to make write a song with that kind of sound. Yeah. It's always it, – it just always whenever, like, you, you know, you're Carrie Underwood or your Blake Shelton's or whenever, whenever like, it comes on the radio, you just, okay, okay, this is it. I'm uh-huh. um, in a truck. I'm riding with my windows down. It's summertime. <laughs> exactly. And I'm jamming out to this country song. Yep. So tell me a little bit about gunning them
1: down, yeah, so um, gunning them down it was kind of what's the one song'm I'm, I'm trying to think of that it was kind of like my version of that um anyways, it's it's just one of those songs which is kind of about just kind of the life I've been through right now, just chasing dreams and uh you know kind of living a little wild and reckless, especially through my twenties up until you know, I hit about thirty. Started slowing down a little bit and settling, settling down and sitting back into things. But I just felt like I was constantly on the move, on the run, chasing the next dream, um, chasing the next part of the dream. It didn't matter what it was, writing the next song or just playing the next bar. Even now, you know, I, I get a song done. I'm like, all right, what's next? I'm just in love with the next one. You know what I mean? Right. So it was kind of one of those songs that's just, uh, you know, what's next for me and, and you know, living that wild kind of dream chasing life is kind of what that was about. And I kind of tied it into more music, just running from town to town, playing show to show.
0: So this is Gunn- Gunning Them Down by Grant Bryant. Gunning them down by Grant Bryan, and we kind of mentioned a little bit, alluded to that one of the dreams you're chasing now now is your first full length album. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that about the process for that. Um,
1: sure. So I mean, the album now, like we were saying earlier, my most important thing with writing is uh, is sharing my story now. Hmm. And uh, you know, if you listen to my last EP, it was during 2020, and it was where I kind of fell into what kind of fun songs can I write? You know, what, what do people want to hear? Um, and kind of fell away from really trying to share my story. So with this album now, my, my key component in it is having every song have meaning to it and having every song have a story to it. Mm. Um, so I really want to put my life out there, the things that I've been through, um, you know, whether it's just chasing these dreams or, You know, I have a song that we're working on right now called I Do, which is kind of like, you know, my wife and I story how we met date one, date two, and it led to getting married um, to looking for me, which is kind of just uh, I think we're going to play that then, but just kind of my my battles through life, those depressed times, those times where you're really second guessing, you know, am I really doing this thing right? Is this really what I'm what what am I even doing anymore? And you kind of get stuck in those dark times. So looking for me was kind of my way of sharing like there always is a light at the end of that tunnel um, where, you know, boy, I was back then was just my, me kind of traveling from the young guy I was and, and building off of the lessons I've learned to become who I am today, uh, gunning them down, you know, just sharing my, you know, wild and crazy days. you know, my daddy was a wild cowboy and, uh, just, just kind of going from that, you know, I want to write some songs about the way I grew up. Um, I've wrote some personal songs, you know, whether it's about, you know, when I was younger, my dad took off when we were young. So typical country song there right, right, or my mom just being the cowgirl she was. She used to rope and ride when I was young, but she taught me a lot of good lessons, man. You know, she was a hard worker growing up. So I got a lot of my work ethic from her. She, you know, blue collar family. Um, So my thing is just to share some life in this, this album, these 10 songs. Um, And it may not necessarily be, you know, they're not all going to be bad habit. Um, You're going to have some love songs. You're going to have some heartbreak songs. You're going to have some songs about faith. And then you're going to also have your, rocking kind of country grungy dirty songs
0: so are these uh, you're saying that these are more of a collection of songs as opposed to like a traditional f- album Where it's for like sure
1: a- for sure yeah so i feel like this one i really want to kind of lay down like you know my story hmm. um however that may be you know and I, i've i've had so many like i said growing up my main country uh, like main artists that i were really influenced by you know garth uh george Strait. Keith Whitley, Elvis Presley. My mom was a big Elvis Presley fan. Um, But then, you know, as country furthered out of the 90s era into the early 2000s, you know, I really began listening to people like uh, like Keith Urban. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a a big, you know, kind of influenced me. Back then I think I would go out and buy every album and it it would come out. Uh, So, you know, songs like he had like Sweet Thing and um, all of his stuff that was just he was a great player, but also a great writer. And he had so many. I feel like he had that that kind of album where you could have a rocking song and then you would have like this sweet love song, or just like this heartbreak song, uh, and that's kind of life in general. So this album is going to kind of break those things down a little more.
0: So what are some of the challenges that you're finding as you're creating this album?
1: <laughs> um, honestly, there's not as many challenges trying to write about real life stuff. Hmm. You know what I mean? You just kind of I think that the challenge is actually sitting down and getting the words on paper. You know how do i want to share this story what's gonna what's gonna make it stand out what's gonna make people envision what i'm trying to tell them
0: what's the best way exactly
1: how do i share this yes yeah so just getting those words on paper and then uh finding the rhythm but it's just a lot of it's kind of been flowing since i've been really trying to like dig into where i've come from to to where i am now
0: that's awesome we're gonna take a listen to looking for me this is just a mix
2: i I
0: me and that drops this friday
1: yeah when does your restaurant album drop the goal is september. september so i'm looking to do a single every month until september and then we'll drop the, the final uh album in september so i think that'll leave me with like seven singles and then three new songs will come on the full album
0: sweet yeah so we were kind of talking about this beforehand but tell me about the process of you know co- uh covid kind of shut everything down so you're having to rebuild from from uh from ashes essentially uh-huh tell me a little bit about how you're doing that in regards to your promotion
1: sure sure um as far as like promoting the album or promoting your music yourself sure sure so i mean as far as that goes it was kind of you know taking that step back and doing like the hard business work again you know you got to sit down you got to cold call the bars email the bars um there's a lot of bars that you know some of them shut down that aren't open anymore that we used to play new ones have opened up um so it's just kind of putting that groundwork back in. Last year was really cool. Last year was a lot of just referrals to me. Like I didn't make a single call. Um now this year I tried to slow it down a little bit in the beginning just to dial in more on on the album, mm. my writing uh and my promoting. So I've been trying to use a lot of the the social media platforms a little bit more, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram and get more into uh into creating content. So I've been doing, uh, you know, every release now I'll do a lyric video, which you can go to YouTube and you can see, and it's just the lyrics change and they go with the song. So you can see the lyrics to the music. Uh, I want to start doing an acoustic version for every song and then like a story behind the song, let people know where the song came from. Maybe they can relate to that story. Uh, and that's how I'm doing my promoting now. And that seems to be working pretty good. Um, TikTok is great. You know, bad habit when it released, uh, I got this notification and it was like, I the the person was twanger of the day. So he takes country songs that he thinks releases, but he's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. Uh, And I got this notification. I was tagged in a video and it was this dude. And he's like, these are some country songs that just released. You got to hear. And I'm like, okay, so I'm looking and then he has my song in there and that helped. You know what I mean? So networking, connecting, um, going to these people's TikTok pages and just liking their stuff and messaging and things like that. That's going to draw them to you. Uh, So that's how I've been trying to do a lot of my stuff. Now, just that groundwork of, of networking, uh, and creating content.
0: So what are you excited for, for this coming year? You got a lot of shows or I yeah. mean you said you were kind of working on your album, but
1: yeah, yeah. So working on the album is my favorite thing, man. Like when I, we get a new song and you know, my, my producer, he just sent me a, uh, a vocal comp for the new one. We were working on Friday. So that's always exciting. But this year we're playing a lot more like fairs and a few bigger stages. Mm-hmm. So we're playing the Elizabethtown fair, which is a pretty big fair. And that's my hometown. Uh, so I get to play the hometown stage this year on the big stage. That's going to be exciting. Uh, and then we also have a couple other fairs, some other big shows. Um, and just the release of my music. I think that's the most exciting part to me, getting my music out. Uh, the the playing is fun. Performing is fun. But I, I really want to be uh, more like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An original artist. So I don't want to be out there playing three hours of covers. I'd rather be out there playing you know, two hours of my music and then an hour of, you know, covers people might enjoy that get them dancing a little bit to pull them in. But I want to share my music. So really dialing that in this year is is exciting to me.
0: So where are you on that track of being able to be an original artist as opposed to a cover artist with some originals in?
1: Sure. So once we get uh, all 10 songs done for the album, uh, that'll put me at 17 originals. Um, and then I also have some others that won't be recorded quite yet, but we're going to keep moving. and y'all, you know, A new song every month. Uh, and then as soon as this album's done, I'll be working on the next one. So I'm thinking by next summer, we should at least have two full sets of my own music. Nice. Yeah.
0: So what do you do in the meantime? Surely, uh, you're doing shows sporadically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're doing shows almost getting, you know, as towards summer, like I said, I slowed down beginning of the month to dial in on my stuff. So I was doing maybe a show every other weekend or usually two. I would skip a weekend. Um, to focus on my stuff, get in the studio, but now it's going to be a back to every weekend. So I'll be playing a lot of shows out singing my songs, promoting my music, you know, and then I'll be singing the Elvis and the Dwight Yoakam and the Garth Brooks, you know, on top of that, the other stuff people want to hear, uh, and just, just doing the, the promoting for my stuff. So yeah, I'll be playing out a lot this year. Like I said, the fairs, uh, more breweries, uh, we'll be up at Allenberry next month, uh, doing a lot of private parties. Those are always fun. People, you know, they see you out and they're like, Hey, would you play a graduation party or a birthday party?
0: Allenberry is a great spot. I heard. Sure. I heard. So, <clears throat> going on to the questions, I'd like to ask all my uh, all of my guests. Here's a question for for you. Where do you think the country, the genre, mm-hmm. where do you see it going? Where do you want to push it to with your music?
1: Sure. So, I mean, uh, it's where I see it going, man. I would love to. One of my overall goals, and it's been for a long time. I've gone to concerts here is to play the Giant Center. Mm. Uh, I would love to be an artist playing my music in the giant center so that's a big goal of mine uh, other than that you know i'd love to see you know releasing a song and, and having it get out on spotify itunes and within that first week seeing a couple hundred thousand streams uh not necessarily for the money just to know people are hearing the music um and
0: so you don't make money off those platforms anyway <laughs> oh man it's
1: so hard it's so hard you need like millions of streams you know, you'll check your, uh, your distro kit account, you know, you release a new right. song and you got a couple bucks dropping in and you're like, I'm almost able to pay for the next song. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're hardly making money on that. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I, I, I want to do what people like, uh, I mean, you see like Ryan Upchurch, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. He's a country artist, but he's a wild dude, but he's just one of them independent artists that did it all on his own. And that's, that's my overall goal. I love business. I love sales. I love marketing and I love music. So if I can do it all on my own, whether it's with hiring the right people or having the right people around me to help me and get me there. Um, but I'm not really looking for that record deal. I want to do everything on my own. I want to be the business guy. I want to be the person in charge of marketing. I want to be the person in charge of getting the music done and and running my own ship. You know what I mean? I don't want to have anybody ever to tell me you can't do that. You can't sing that you shouldn't wear that.
0: It's always nice to own yourself.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the overall goal. Continue to do what I love and, uh, make a living doing it.
0: So what do you think some of the mistakes that maybe you've made or you've seen others make in this field, and how can we uh, curb that for the future generation?
1: For sure. Um, And I think in the beginning, for me, it was just so gung-ho on trying to get out to play that I was overbooking myself. Now, if your goal is to just sing covers and to, to play bars, local bars, and be a cover band, that's awesome. But if your goal is to be an independent artist and really sing your songs and share your story, I'd say don't get so wrapped up in a in playing the music out live right away. You know, you really got to dial in on your craft and the art that you're trying to display because that'll get put on the back burner. If the only thing you're doing is playing show after show after show and you burn yourself out.
0: Not only that, but even as a, if you want to become an original songwriter, don't forget in order to be a good songwriter, you have to have good experiences to write about. Exactly. So don't forget. So I, I see a lot experience of experience life. Yeah. A yeah. lot of young artists want to get right into singer songwriting and they're wondering why the songs aren't so good. It's because uh-huh. while you're young and you haven't
1: had a lot of life to live with your experience is a pen and paper right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, right. Or a computer or a phone or whatever you heard on the radio. Yes. Yes. It's okay. It takes a while to get, and I'm not, I'm not telling you not to write when you're young, Mm-hmm. Just don't think it's gonna be, you know, as honed in as when you grow older uh-huh. and you come back to those things, and you're, and you're gonna find, oh wow! I mean, that oh, happens yeah. for every artist. Uh, for you sure. hate your first songs, right?
1: Uh, dude, I still, I still get vocal comps, and there, there's times where I'm like, ugh, you know, it's your voice, so it yeah. always throws you for a loop. But one of the other things too that I've been learning over time, especially for new artists coming up, is like, don't try to sound like somebody else. And I know oh, that's yeah. cliche. Everybody says that, but don't try to be the next you know taylor swift or and a lot of people when they hear their songs like well i don't sound like taylor i don't sound like carrie underwood doesn't matter it's a good no, thing just <laughs> make sure that your, your your pitch is good you know but let your voice be its own thing because yeah. everybody has their own voice don't try to sound like somebody else be okay with what you sound like and perfect that
0: taylor swift didn't get big trying to sound like someone else she exactly. got big for being taylor swift yes
1: yeah she had her own sound and when you listen those that are on the radio, like Blake Shelton, don't sound like George Strait, don't sound like Garth Brooks, don't sound like Brooks and Dunn. They all have their own sound. Yeah. And that's the thing you need to be okay with and dial in on and really perfect is perfect you, not trying to perfect being like somebody else.
0: So have you perfected your sound yet, or is that something it's you It's still, still wanna- getting
1: there. And I think it's on the way now. And I'm I'm figuring it out more and more uh with every release. Mm. I'm figuring out where I can go vocally, where I can push, how to get that high note out. You know what I mean? Um and where my sound is and and just really getting comfortable kind of in my own skin and, and within my voice and finding that voice. So the more I do it, the more comfortable I get with it, the more comfortable I get with hearing my mm. voice back. Mm-hmm. But it still never gets normal. You know, even like there was an interview with Seth MacFarlane. He's like, dude, even when I hear my voice on these shows, he's like, I got to pretend I'm somebody else listening to me or <sighs> it, I cringe and uh so i'll do that sometimes i'll be getting a demo back and i'll be like all right let's listen to this new eric church album and i'll pretend it's like eric church you know what i mean that way i'm not oh man that's terrible that's so and you hear it differently when you pretend it's somebody else and i'll have to do that with my
0: stuff right? yeah man because never I, thought about I, it, yeah like that.
1: seth MacFarlane laid out some good advice there
0: and well as you should he voices all the characters for on sure all shows. He's, he's <laughs> that, that would drive someone mad uh, I, oh yeah so what is one of the most uh Here's a question I like to ask all my guests. What is one of the most funniest or worst things that ever happened to you on a gig?
1: Hmm. Funniest or worst things that ever happened on a gig. Ah, oh, I don't know. That's a good one. I, I really got to think back. We've played so many shows. I don't know.
0: Nothing popping straight into your head? I mean, I,
1: I think recently I've been in this uh, trend of leaving my zipper down. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's always like, babe, your zipper's down. I'm like, oh damn. So I remember I was sitting there one time and I'm playing, I look down, my zipper's down. So I pulled my guitar, I had to zip it up quick and spin back and keep playing. I was like, hopefully nobody saw that. But uh, other than that, I I don't think I've really had any like real embarrassing moments that I can think of anyways. Not yet. Um, Not yet. (laughs) I mean, there've been a couple like bad vocal performances where you're just so into it. Like, I don't know if you've seen the clips going around of Bailey Zimmerman, where he's like screaming into the mic and, dude got roasted for it but you know you have them performances where you think you're killing it then you hear it back and you're like "Ooh, yeah that's some tape we got to go over and fix some parts but uh nothing real bad that i could think of so
0: tell me then um we have uh you're a christian we kind of talked about this beforehand what is one of the times that you feel most in tune with god
1: honestly man for me it's uh just kind of my quiet times or even sometimes in the morning I'm I'm I drive and I just like to talk you know like talk to God and you know ask for the things that I'm looking for in life and thank him for the things that I I've received in life and uh you know even just sitting at home sometimes I read and then I'll I'll just kind of get down and pray and then kind of go into like a meditation um and those are the times I feel feel it most
0: and so, do you want to incorporate your faith into your music? I know we t- kind of talked about. A for bit sure. There. So,
1: looking for me, kind of, kind of, is that if you listen to the bridge, which leads into the final chorus, um, like I said, I felt for like a long time, I kind of fell away from faith, and just, I wouldn't say like, wasn't a believer, but I was just kind of chasing everything, and you know, just
0: put put it to the back burner. Yeah,
1: everything was on the back burner, and, and it kind of puts you in a dark place. And then, um, so the bridge in there is. Uh, you know, I was down on both my knees begging, praying, please um for you to take me by my hand and lead me back from where I've been. And uh that was just my kind of way of talking to God and saying, like, look, it's in your hands now, you know, lead me back to to where I need to be and help me attain these goals and get to where I want to be in life. Um, so I I feel like, yeah, when you really do believe, uh, whatever your faith is, you know, in God or or your faith that you will get where you want to be, you know,
0: with with in my opinion, that's God's help. So you talked a lot about networking and, and how much that has helped you. And what uh-huh. in what ways do you find? How do you network in order to get the next gate? in In order to get to the next person that you actually really want to get to, or something other.
1: For sure, for sure. So, I mean, and in, in networking literally is just going from one person to the next. Um, and again, like on on social media, is is a great way to network. I mean, it's social networking. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'll go on to pages and I'll I'll follow people or I'll start
0: um leaving comments or yes likes. leaving comments
1: i'll even message like i'll literally like people that'll probably never hear my music unless i meet them in person but like i'll literally send my music to people that are stars right now and be like hey just drop the song check it out and you know on occasion actually somebody will listen to them like oh i really like this thanks for sending it you know and it's somebody that's got a million followers or five hundred thousand followers, followers 100 000, more than me so i say just just go for it man if you think you know you want somebody to hear your song send it to them. Um, figure out who does music. Like if you want your music in TV, like go research, you got to do research. You know I mean? Find out who picks the songs for Yellowstone, who picks the songs for these Disney movies and find them on Twitter, find them on Instagram and, and just be relentless. You know, chameleon club, things like that. I emailed them, I think three, four times before they let me in, but it's just being relentless and not accepting. No, like no's are the stepping stones to a yes.
0: So say a lot of no's are no's for right now. Uh-huh. Exactly. And when, when, when we say be relentless, be re- relentless uh, politely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And don't be out there rudely.
1: Man, you need to let me in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 screw you. You said no to me. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, I'll see you in a month and I'll, I'll be better. You know what I mean? Right. Use that as, as motivation, but use those no's like a stepping stone. Because like I said, after every couple no's, there's always a yes around the corner. I see people get frustrated because a bar don't want to let them play like I've had bars tell me no so many times but then I had a bar say yes and then another one say yes and then I'm playing every single weekend you know lots of nos and tons of yeses
0: and it's okay to be saying no too it's not for sure it's you you're not deserving of a yes no
1: no, no nobody <laughs> deserves a yes i mean you got to prove your worth um and a lot of these people, they do like to see the persistency, you know, mm-hmm. dang, this guy's this is his third time. Maybe we'll give him a shot. I don't know who he is, but he might be worth He's it. He's got and a good work ethic. Yes. And then you get in and you prove why you should be there and they'll call you back.
0: Yeah. And, and I can't you mentioned commenting on, you know, big artists or sending their stuff, sending your stuff to them. Uh, that's that's a really great way to do it. It might seem uh, like, oh, they're they'll. Uh, they won't listen to my stuff because they're mm-hmm. too big. But a lot of those people in the big shots are really nice people.
1: They are. They're just like you. Yeah, I learned that a lot of that in Hollywood. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and, man.
0: And and granted, yeah, there are some of the people. There are the the meanies in the in the big industry. That's, oh, for sure. That's fair.
1: But they're, but, they're usually your corporate suits. Exactly. You know? They're yeah.
0: they're always the suits. Yep. And anybody who is just you you know, whoever owns their actual social media going to be a great person for sure. Yep. And they they might just send you a message saying, Hey, like, like your stuff, whatever. And it, that's okay. Yeah, the, the only opportunities you miss are the ones you don't take. And that for sure. can't be said enough.
1: Yep. And then just the release and, you know, music, you know, I released a bunch of songs before, you know, like I said, bad habit was my best, which so far I think in like a month and a half or two months is sitting at like almost 50,000 streams where before that, I think my max was like five or 10,000, you know, so, you gotta keep moving through. Like a lot of people get discouraged too. They drop a song and shit, it only has 150 streams. And then they stop. Like, I didn't get there. I didn't, I didn't, my, my song didn't do what I wanted it to. Well, write another song and release it again. Do another one after that.
0: Right. It doesn't yes. matter. No. Cause it's, it's not about all the views. And, and the, don't get wrapped up in the views and the likes and the comments are the engagement exactly. aspect of your music. You're, you're writing music because you like to write music, not because you want, you know granted you love the people that hear it for sure that's not, that's not the goal no it should never be the goal no and
1: i used to get wrapped up in that too you know it's very easy to to get wrapped up in what's that person think
2: Well, mm. oh,
1: it's more important about what you think Do you mm-hmm. love the song do you like the song well now show the world why you love the song
0: and it's not and everyone is gonna like a song not like a song feel indifferent different amount of song of yours and it doesn't matter exactly granted you can have those core circle of friends that say that will be honest with you Uh uh-huh right that's that's not a problem no but your average jail just listening i don't don't like that song Uh i don't think that the heart that's just that's just one average dope person who doesn't exactly who has no connection other to you besides being in the bar with you for sure so what is with all this said yep what's your next show when can people find you at
1: yeah ah i gotta look at the calendar i don't have my wife here to tell me (laughs) she keeps me in line. Uh, Next one. Next weekend, I'll be at Grandview Vineyard in Mount Mm. Joy. So I'll be doing an acoustic there. That's always a good time. It usually gets pretty full. They got a a really cool, just like long wooden room. Um, So you don't really have to crank your system. It just carries. Uh, But it gets gets very fun. Um, So I'll be there. And then I'm doing a, a country club. Uh, that Saturday, which is only open to the members. So if you are a member of the the York Country Club, you can come there. So the Outdoor Country Club in York, uh, followed by that, we'll be moving into May. And then it goes hook and flask in Carlisle. Then the week after that, I'll be at the Allenberry. Uh, then we're doing a benefit, uh, which my wife is in, in charge of. She does a canines for Warriors uh benefit. So it's it's a really cool organization. Uh, so we'll be at Cox Brewing on May 13th. Uh, benefiting canines for warriors
0: yeah so and you can find all of that on your social media it's all at grant brian grant brian music and you have a website yes GrantBrian.com. so be sure to check him out all of there is there anything else you want to say to the masses before we sign off
1: that's it guys thanks for tuning in thanks for listening be sure to go follow this guy's podcast the story and uh, lots of cool stuff coming up in the future for sure
0: absolutely and I'll i'll give a little insight to that my name is Corey Rose, and this is the Story Podcast. You can find all of our stuff over at com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. We have some incredible guests coming up this week. We have not only Grant Bryan, but tomorrow we have Jess- Jessica Smucker. She is a singer-songwriter from the area who does singer-songwriter rounds at Zotropolis. and she has a vast wealth of her own music that she would like to share with us. And this Friday we got Javier from the Heads or Tails Experience, a great local uh, funk, rock, jazz, blues band. Um, they were at they were nominated for a CPMA just the other last month, so it, it was great meeting them there. And we're gonna have a great conversation about that here. The twenty third is that's a, that's next Sunday will be our very own little award show, the Story Awards, where we like to give recognition to the artists in the area. It, you know, just just a little fun shindig where people can get together, network, and we're going to be having a jam session afterwards. So that'll be a lot of fun. And that will be at 4 o'clock over at Switchboard Studios, which is above the Columbia Kettleworks over at Columbia PA. So be sure to come out to that. And then that'll be all for uh, – that, that'll, that, that'll be all I'll tell you for now. <laughs> Otherwise, we have our singer-songwriter round starting up. Our our own singer. uh, We're calling it the Songwriter Studio. It's where we grab three or four other artists in the area, sit them here, and we're creating a song live within an hour, ready to send off to a studio where we can actually record, produce, and release it. And that is starting up May first with some great friends of mine. So I'm really excited to get that underway. Otherwise, we have we are starting re ramping up our productions on the single reviews and the album reviews, where we take random albums or singles from the area granted you have to submit those so that way we know they exist (laughs) and we go over them with a fellow artist in the area just giving you some pointers our our feedback uh constructive criticism you know the points don't matter but you know it's always great to get a new artist a chance to you know have their music heard and a little bit of critique here and there so if you would be interested in that go over to or you can sign up for all of our services there. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you guys later. Bye.